This is Bernie Kolbach for Wave Radio. Let's talk a little bit about immersive education from blogging to book writing. For the past few years, I've been trying to figure out a way to sit down, focus, and offer the ability to write and to edit and to publish a book that my students at third level can hold or read for free or for pay. It's important for everything I do to have some kind of open educational resource dimension to it, a way to list content in GitHub or to offer free content for people to read and to learn and to become a better business student, a better creative multimedia student, or a better digital animator. I work with all three of those cohorts of students at the Limerick Institute of Technology, and I'm sitting on a pile of compelling content that relates to different subjects that I teach. I also have a website. I've had one since 1997. Some very short and sweet content and some rather long blog posts that a lot of people actually don't read in their entirety. And yet, that is what a book is. A one big long blog post around some thematic content that's tested or that leads to a higher level degree of competence. I only have really one shot to grab a student's attention and to get them following a funnel of activity that leads them down a pathway where they learn. And I'm hoping that I can follow that same pathway, that same kind of motivation during the next few weeks after this particular piece of audio publishes because I think it's really important. It's really important to take a spurt of interest that I have and channel that towards something that's published, something that's backed up perhaps with viral traffic or social conversation, something that gets a peer review from people who I respect, and then to watch the long tail traffic start to percolate in years later as people interact with the content or with a little bit of luck, actually buy the content. Now I'm trying to figure out a way to take content I have that's blogged already, an entire series of content that's in categories, and to parse it in a way that comes across as being logical, interesting, more very powerful enough to make somebody want to read the next page or buy the entire book. I'm borrowing from people I've heard on various social networks. Craig Dixon, specifically, has given me some ideas. And the end of fear itself walks me through how to take an idea and make it into a, a series of concepts that you want to talk about because they're intriguing and they're interesting. Steve Bivens done that, has done that in The End of Fear Itself. Paul Manny's published a long, big blog post, a poem, an epic poem. And all these things are available on Kindle format or in the Amazon bookshop. I've also read content that Ewan McIntosh has published through iBooks. It's taken using the iOS formats and made them into something that's an ebook you can buy through the, um, the Apple Store. All of those authors have books that work. They grab people's attention, they deliver information that's important, and they reward the author with a sense of satisfaction. They published work. Some of it's self-published ebook work, but it's there for an audience to enjoy 
and in many cases, for the, the audience is so happy they buy it. I'm reducing the steps I have to follow the magic workflow down to five. Or first I plan the content that I have. In my case, I'm kind of constrained by the kind of content that has to be delivered on the Bachelor of Degrees that I'm teaching. I've taken many of those pieces of content, all 10 main topics, made them into a category, fitted a category with blog posts that extend, that extend each of the 10 main concepts. The problem I have, the challenge I have, is pulling everything together into some format, a book format. If I can do that, then I can create the book in the next six weeks and add that book to different ebook stores, which will result in a small revenue stream. I already know how to promote that content, to promote those books, and that's what my goal is. Now, I want to share some stuff with you right now that is actually the subject of a bigger blog post and some deeper reading. Some things that are that I, I use, that I work with. I work with Kindle and the kind of Chrome extension called Clip.me. I send content back to my Kindle and I read it and I rebadge it, rewarm it, focus it, and I publish it. I'm using a Kindle Voyage. It's got a 3G SIM in it, so I can follow my content no matter where I am in the world. I have a blog site that whose CMS is very basic. It's based on the old PHP system of TypePad. It doesn't look very elegant, but it is an effective CMS, an effective content management system. I know that um, it's important when I construct initial content to not use OL, the ordered lists, but instead to break out stuff by numbers. I know it's important to add links in such a way that they're tracking links. They actually follow a UTM sequence that show referrer strings that make it easier to kind of accentuate specific chapters or to target people in the interests they may have. You've got to have links that have an intelligent little content tracking mechanism at the back see how your program is doing, how your promotion is doing. And I'm using Zapier to kind of add as an extra team member for some of this process, all these little processes that I'm talking about. Most of the content I'm writing has to start out being Facebook friendly. My students really don't read more than 200 to 300 words at a pop, even though I know I need to have them read 1,000 to 3,000 words to get the real good grasp of what's going on. I mean, if they're expected to write a, get a high result in an answer they write in the final exam, it's 500 to 700 words they're going to have to write. And it's easiest for them to read about and then identify with and summarize case studies. Case studies need to be inside the books I write. I need to be able to draw from common examples from industry, people that I know in this space, and have those industry examples percolating into the book. There is a workflow that's behind the scenes, and it is helped by some things that I do during the regular space of the day, as well as with Zapier running in the background. In terms of the chapters of the book, I use a little board on Trello to kind of track the chapters. I put documentation, the original documentation, inside of OneNote where I can read it, think about it, and edit it. I'm also using Bear Writer on iOS. I have an iPhone 5C, an old, friendly, reliable unit 
and I have an iPad mini. In trains, buses, coffee shops, I look at OneNote and Bear Writer. And I'm also using the help of a lecturer where I work to kind of read my work and provide me some peer review along the way. Right, formatting all this stuff is a bit of a nightmare if you don't do it right. Most of the posts that I write are in Markdown language. They don't have a lot of extraneous things. The images I use, a max of 2000 by 2000. I have file names that don't have numbers at the beginning of them. I have file names with no spaces in them. And all these particular things, the size of the file and the syntax of the images, are really important if you want to make images show up in, in the test format and images show up in the iBooks format and available for sale through Apple. There's a certain flow that has to go with how all this stuff sets up and I'm just kind of trying to work myself through that flow and try to figure out how to do it best. I've got some good hands-on experience with um, Scrivener and with Calibre and I'm looking now into LeanPub. So if Greg Dixon's listening to this, I'd really like to figure out what hear his comment on well is lean pub a way to go to me i can see where it gives me 90 percent royalties although as i mentioned a few minutes ago it's important to be able to list some of the content that i have most of it all of it on github as well so students could download the raw content read it on their phones or on their kindles or on their the apps that they want to review the content i know in the back of my mind though most of my students want to have something they can hold and mark up they're kinesthetic learners, so they'll spend the 30 or $40 to buy the textbook that supports the course. So that's what I'm going to do. Sit down, focus, and during the month of July 2017, write the books for the courses that I'm going to teach. It'll be a bit arduous. It's going to challenge me to write 700 to 1,000 words a day to generate the 10 to 30,000 words for each of the books, but I'm on. And I hope that by listening to what I've said, Maybe you can row in and give me some feedback online. Say, go for it, Bernie. How's it happening? I'm Top Goat on Go Social Networks. If you want to hear other adventures with people who share their content on Alexa, on Wave Radio, or waverad.io, Wave Radio is where you want to subscribe. Paul Manny's sharing culture time. Ray Renati's in the green room. Debbie Bridge is doing inquiry and curiosity. And Ali Unigwich is telling me things I never knew concerning tech talk tips. All these things are available and actually, actually would form the basic, really strong content of a book themselves. Let's see where that idea goes in the next few months as we go well north of a thousand subscribers to what you're hearing currently. Want to follow me and what I talk about? Wave Radio is the first place to go to. InsideView.ie is my website. I'm Bernie Goldbach for Wave Radio and Alexa at home saying thanks for listening and please send me some encouragement to make sure I get my first book out before the next academic year starts. Bye for now.